Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts at Reza Riffs. And like us on social media at Reza, R-E-Z-A, Riffs, R-I-F-T-S. Also, check out www.keithreza.com. Now, back to the show. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm Keith Reza with my trusty sidekick, Alan Lee. As trusty as, as, trusty as I could possibly be. And right now, we're... Uh, at our guest's home, our guest you've seen on Billions and Mad Men. He was also in Rounders and the Informant. Uh, Alan Havey. Alan, thank you so much for doing hey, this. Guys, Alan. thanks for making this easy for me. Yeah, You're this welcome. was awesome. The only thing I have to do is count the silverware after you leave. <laughs> but that's it. Yeah. Keith, man, you have right out of the chute. The energy. <laughs> oh, God. The well, energy and the enthusiasm. Well, no, because like I, I like I like to get warmed up, you know what I mean? Well, like, okay. So by the end of the podcast you're gonna be <laughs> I'm on gonna fire. be I'm gonna be on yeah. fire. Right. There you go. But no, uh it's really hard because like uh I, this is my first time actually meeting you, even though I've seen you perform several times because like you're you're one of those guys who like I deeply respect, but like I always got the vibe like oh I don't know if I should talk to him. You know yeah, I mean? that's a good that's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm putting the right energy out there. Yeah. I want respect and silence. Yeah. You know, but now that listen, you're in my home. I offered you something to drink. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're comfortable. You're sitting in an actual chair. Do you want to? Is your back okay? Do you want to move over to that chair? Oh no, my back's fine. Oh, okay. My back's fine. Right. Yeah. But Alan took you up for the water. I mean, I just uh, I'm not. Yeah, sure. Alan's a real <laughs> siphon. <laughs> I broke the bank. Yeah. A leech. I w- have a glass you of water. <laughs> and it's filtered and pre-chilled. Well, that's good. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's good for you. It's not good for me. Uh-huh. As, have you like ever offered someone like a drink like water or coffee? And they'd be like, oh, I'll take, I'll take scotch if you got it. Yeah, no, not during the day. Yeah. I don't have those kind of people in my home. <laughs> Even my friends. I had a buddy I'd known for years. He goes, hey, man, I got some bad news. I got to come and crash at your house tonight. I go... I have worse news. What? You're going to have to get a hotel. <laughs> you know? I have a wife. Yeah. You know, I have a home. Yeah. I haven't seen you in 20 years. No, you're not coming by and crashing. Yeah, for all you know, you could have changed from the nicest guy to the worst human in the world, right? Yeah, but, you know, he can call somebody else. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's over 40, so. Well, they have these apps now where it's kind of like Uber for apartments where you could stay at someone's house. You know what I mean? You pay 100 bucks. It's kind of creepy. You don't know what I'm talking about? It's... Yeah, no, I know what you're talking oh, about. Yeah. It's creepy. I've done Airbnb. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. When I've yeah. gone to London. Yeah. It was nice. You know, or uh, New York a couple times. Yeah. And it's, I've had good luck with them. But yeah. I'm a responsible guy. Yeah, you do you the know. research. Yeah. yeah. My, uh, my wife likes to do that stuff for me. Oh, you don't do it? You just trust her judgment? Oh, yeah. 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 That's one thing you get married. you got to hand over a certain amount of reins to the wife. Uh, how long have you been married for? Uh, it'll be 11 years this August, but I've known her since 84. Oh, really? So before you were born. Oh, is this yes, your you first marriage? or, your, or It's my only marriage. My only Keith, marriage. Oh, okay. okay. I know we're in California. Don't insult me. Yeah, it's my first. I, my third's coming up in uh, 20, uh, 28. I'm going to ask a question. Well, no, because like... I'm marry, my second marriage is going to be like a you know 23-year-old. And then I'm going to go to someone uh, my own age in 2028. So. Yeah. Got it all planned out, Keith. Hey, you gotta have. I am not married, so you know I don't. Know I didn't. How. I couldn't have guessed that. <laughs> You're not married. No, the entire no, of a married no, man. No, no. I mean, I'm sweatshirt. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, you're dressed okay. I'm just, you know. No, I know. I'm just I know. pulling your leg. <laughs> uh, an old expression. Yeah, yeah. I know that expression, pulling the leg. But uh, but no, it's so funny that we're doing a podcast because actually, I was telling Alan this in the car. You had a show in the early 90s where you you and a sidekick, you would interview one person and maybe there would be like five people there. Like You kind of started the whole podcasting thing. Um, well, thank you. Yeah. I don't know if it was a podcast, but it was a, a talk show on Comedy Central, which later became Comedy Central. Yeah. It was Comedy Channel. Which, and uh, I had a sidekick, Nick Bakai, mm-hmm. yeah. who has who has had a great career. Uh, and he now he's a showrunner, executive producer on Mom. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah, doing really well. And uh, but we had an audience of one. 
audience that wanted just it. one stranger in there. We had our crew there and stuff, but uh, so that's how that started. It was kind of relaxed, like a podcast, but it's still. Mm-hmm. But at the time, Arsenio was out. Carson Letterman, uh, a bunch of other talk shows were out, so we wanted to go for a different feel. Yeah. So that's probably why the podcasting. But actually. I don't know if you remember Comedy World in 99, 2000. Right. That started, that was kind of the first internet radio podcast. And they tried to sell to radio stations, which uh-huh. was their mistake, I think. Yeah. So, I've been at the forefront of Comedy Channel and kind of podcasts. Yeah. So, I've been around during that period. Yeah. You know, so it's been kind of fun uh, ride. Because I got into stand-up in the early 80s in New York, which yeah. was the Boomtown. Boom That's when it really took off. How many sets a night in the and during the comedy bloom did you hit? At the peak, like, uh, on the weekend, uh, six to eight. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And bopping around New York. And now I can go to the Comedy Cellar in New York and do four or five and not leave the block. Oh, yeah. Or six, you know. Yeah. But uh, they've kind of whittled me down. A lot of young comedians coming up. Yeah. A lot of good young comedians out there. In New York? Everywhere. Oh, okay. I was in Berlin. Yeah. Uh, London. Uh, here in L.A. I mean, there's so many good comedians. And I'm sure in any town USA where there's stand-up. Yeah. I'm sure in Austin, in Chicago, in Des Moines, you know. Just, it's, it's an art form that people grew up with. I certainly grew up with it, but you coming up like you said you watched the old talk show yeah more people now have uh respect for stand-up comedy mm-hmm. yeah when i was a, a young comedian in the early 80s in new york you people would ask you what you do at a party or something i'm gonna stand up and they'll hit you like wow isn't that hard like you were a trapeze artist or sure, you know, sure. something right. like that or if you were an actor that was kind of expected but to be a stand-up comedian back then it was still a little freaky yeah yeah you know it's not it's not so much i've know. always been around stand-up though because like i used to watch the young comedian specials with my dad and stuff and then when i saw this is a funny like weird story but fred stoller was on one of the young comedian specials and you know like he was just so awkward and weird and i'm awkward or weird i was like oh my god that's the funniest guy i want to do that you know Offstage, Fred is like James Bond. Yeah. That's just an act. I'm kidding. So, no. But no, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Have uh, you interviewed Fred? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, You're right. He's Fred like... opened up for me when I filmed my first special. He opened for you? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. When did like, you do your special? Well, my first one I did, what, six years ago? It was at least Yeah, six it was, it was a half hour. Who was it for? It, I submitted it to Comedy Central. I think it picked up. Oh, but I mean, Yeah, but I also... It's out there. You sell it online? Yeah. Okay. But I also... I, like when you did your first special, did you, were you like happy with it? Because like I'm not happy with my first one. You know what well, I, mean? I saw your special. I wasn't happy with it. Either. <laughs> I think most people were disappointed. No, I haven't seen. I haven't seen your work. Um, uh, no, my first special was HBO Half Hour, mm-hmm. and I worked it, and I was very happy with it. Oh, okay. And then I did one a couple of years later, and it went well too. Yeah. You know? So I was I was pretty happy with it. Now if I watch it again, I can say, "Oh, I shouldn't say that," or yeah. I should, could have done that better." You know, you you, you know, I watch Turner Classic movies a lot, mm-hmm. and there's a, a director who's been around forever, William Wellman, mm-hmm. back oh. in the day, and they interviewed him. You know, shortly before he passed away, when he watches his old movies, he goes, "Ah," he goes, I, "I'm just disappointed. Oh, I should have done this with the camera. Sure. I should have had Cagney say this or." You know, I should have gotten a shot from the other angle. Yeah. So if you, and I rarely do this, I, I never watch my old stuff. One time I ran across, I was packing, uh, I was in a hotel room packing to go somewhere, and I was just flipping around and my old special was on. So I, I watched it, this is like 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, okay, I see the influence of Carson and my dad and certain other comedians. But uh, it was good, you know, I, I, I'm happy with it. And they still run it, so I'm happy about that. Hang on a second. No. All right. The, the rug's up over here. And, oh. Yeah. Was that my fault? Nope. Oh, okay. It was me. Relax. I was like... I'll let you know when it's your fault, Keith. Okay, excellent. I'm not shy. Okay, because I don't like pissing people off. Because I don't well, want to know them to hate Well, it's kind of late for that, but go ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a little tardy. But no, you're, you're, you're very nice because, uh, like I said, I've, I've seen you perform several times. And then uh, when I got a show, you know, I was like, all right, I think I've got enough guests to, like, finally uh, talk to Mr. Alan Havey and see and ask him. And, like, you were very nice about it because I did it over uh, Facebook with you. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. But, but you know, I had you vetted. I have some people in <laughs> Washington. Important, you know. Yeah. I didn't have Alan vetted, no, so I'm really. I got through. That's right. why my baseball bat's right there. 
know, my, I, I, my I, wife I, moves I, the baseball bat. It was a good good place to put it. Yeah, because if it's, I'm coming down the hall, yeah. there's a prowler. I can just I know where it is. I can reach out and grab it. But that's all I have. I, no, I no have gun. all the silver I need. Have you ever used the baseball bat? Nope. No? Well, oh. softball. Yeah. You know. No, never had to use it. Oh. I mean, not gun wood. Yeah. That's a beautiful bat, though. That looks That's like nice it, it could like, like a, some kind of a cause some concussion. No, it's, it's an old, it's an old school softball bat. It actually says softball on it. Oh. But uh, I have a Hillrich and Bradsby somewhere around here. Yeah. You know that I keep. Did you ever play baseball? No. 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 Uh, my dad managed a little league team, but. By the time I got old enough to play, he uh, didn't manage it anymore. Oh, really? I, I was not a confident athlete at all. Really? When I was young, no. Oh, neither was I. Academics, <clears throat> athleticism, not my bag. Yeah. So I got into stand-up. Oh. That's a good choice. That's how I got in, into, like, I mean, I've always loved comedy, but, like, I was terrible at sports because I'm, you know, fat and stuff. And, like, academically, I was so smart, I didn't have any friends. Is this going to be a self-esteem? <laughs> no, no, I'm just We're saying. Talking, oh, you're asking me a question, then you tell me about you. I don't give a fuck about you. I don't care. You're talking to, you're coming to my house talking to me, and I got to hear about your sad little wife? No, I, I was just going to tell you. So then I, I started playing tetherball, which is... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, tetherball? Yeah. Okay, Keith, okay, thanks for coming by, you pathetic human being. <laughs> tetherball. I got it. Wow. Yeah, Did like, you get a tetherball scholarship to community college? <laughs> Do they even have that? Nobody handles a pole like Rizzo. <laughs> uh, that would be awesome, man. Uh, but no, but who is like when you had your show, who is like who is the best person you ever interviewed and was it hard interviewing people? Well there's no one best person, but uh I had Alan King on. Oh, wow. George Carlin. Wow. Tupac Shakur was on. That's right. Yeah. And uh, we can't we can't find the interview. All these young guys. You got Tupac on, man. You got to get me that. I go. Sorry. You know. Wow. You have no idea where that interview. No, I, I, we we looked through tapes and stuff oh. like that. And I'm not one of those guys who like really? saves everything. Yeah. Um, I figured they would have it on file there, but you know HBO downtown. It was still kind of a new thing. It was an exciting time. Twenty third Street. Uh, that's where we shot uh, a lot of people from that uh, that time have gone on to do great things. Yeah. You know, Steve Higgins is now the producer of The Tonight Show and Saturday Night Live. Wow. Scott Carter has produced uh, a Real Time. He's been with Bill Maher ever since Politically Incorrect. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nick Bakai, as I mentioned, is doing well. Sue Fellows, who was a producer of my show, went on to and is still producing shows. So. It was a fun time. It was like early television. Yeah, yeah. We had a ball. And when, you were also in the running to replace Letterman. Yeah. So, like, how was that? Yeah, well, so are you, Keith. <laughs> you know, neither one of us got it. How about that? <laughs> I was in the running. That means I was on a list. Yeah. No, but because of the show, I was in the running, but that went to uh, Conan. Yeah. You know. But that must have just been like an honor just to be in the... Because a no, lot it's of, not. It wasn't you an honor? The job. Oh. Yes, of course it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because, like, you know, you're on a short list of people to replace Letterman, and then, you know, like, I would just be happy to be on the list. Well, see, that's where you and I differ. Oh, okay. I'm happy to get the job. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, well, it was an honor and still is. Yeah. You know, so uh, as long as I'm in the mix, Yeah. you know, like I'm acting now. Yeah. And so I'm acting that's a lot more, that's and... I've gotten close in the last year to two projects. I didn't get it, but you know, I feel good that I'm in the mix and doing good auditions, and you know, that's all you can hope for. That's why stand-up's great. Yeah, because you can get on stage and do it. You don't have to audition. No, did you use stand-up to get into acting? Um, no, I mean, I actually was a theater major uh-huh. at the uh, Miami Dade Community College, North Campus in Miami. And then I went to Florida State to get my degree in theater. Oh. Then after that, I went to New York with the goal of getting on Broadway or becoming an actor. Right. And then I had a comedy partner in college, and we did some gigs in New York. But I saw comedians get up, didn't have to audition. Like I said, they could, they would write, produce, basically direct your own thing. Right. And that looked really difficult and scary, but I envied them because they, they had all that freedom. Mm-hmm. So I lived right by the improv in uh, New York in Hell's Kitchen. And I would go, I would walk by the improv. I knew I belonged in there, but I didn't go in. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, Kevin Spacey walking by a gay bar right. in the early days. 
He knew he belonged. <laughs> he knew he belonged in there. He didn't go in. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, so and then I got into stand up, and that fulfilled all the uh, artistic desires, the ego, everything. It was it was very instantaneous. I mean, you and I can sit down and separately and write jokes and try them out tonight. Right. With acting, you know, you can't do that. Yeah. It has to be scripted with acting. Or you can go in and, and improv and maybe get the part and, you know, a week later they, you know, you, if you don't hear anything, you didn't get it. Right. You know. That's what I'm beginning to realize because I don't, I don't want, I mean, to turn this about me, but I went on for yeah, an But yeah, you're, you're doing but, a great but, job, yes. man. You should do it anyway. I went on for an audition and uh, they haven't called me back, so I'm thinking I didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Here's so the thing go. about auditions. You go in, you do your best job, you leave. You take the sides, you shred them, and you move on. Right. And if they want you, they will call you. Oh, okay. You know. That makes me feel on the line. mind and move on. Or if your manager calls or agent calls mm -hmm. and, you know, you can get a little creative feedback, that's that's good too. Yeah. You know. I don't have any of that stuff though. But like when you went on auditions, like did you have the manager and agent or was it just yeah, you getting Yeah, oh. I had agent man. Now I just have a manager get me, you know, acting stuff. Yeah. And sometimes I'll hear... You know, like, hey, they really liked you. They want to, you know, they're considering you, and that's great. Yeah. Like you said, because I heard you say in an interview that uh, when you another were, podcast, yeah, when okay. you were uh, trying to get yourself booked in L.A., uh, bookers would call at the club. You would pick up and be like, you would name three comics, then you would name yourself. That was in that was in uh, New York. When yeah, I started. Oh, okay. When I was a fledgling comedian, I, I had a bartending job. I got fired from that. Then a waiter, and then I got fired from that. Yeah. So. Silver Friedman, God bless her, who was the uh, the gatekeeper and the owner at the Improv in New York at that time, said, why don't you come by and answer phones? You, know, you can make a little extra money. And I did that, and because I was around, she would give me more spots. Right. Well, nice. But guys would call up and say, hey, I'm, I'm booking a show out in Jersey. Uh, you have any good comedians? I go, yeah, I would say. You know, Rod Darian or Don Marrera. And then i say, yeah, this new guy, Alan Havey, is pretty good. <laughs> Oh, I never heard of him. Yeah, he's pretty good, you know. I go. He goes, who's this? I go, I'm Al. You know. <laughs> then, you know, so he said, well, can you call this heavy guy, see if he can do this gig? Well, how much is it? Okay, hang on. I put it on hold. I go get myself a soda. Look at my watch. It, yeah, he said he can do it. <laughs> you know. And, uh, okay, have me at the improv at six. I, I go, you got it. He goes, you sure he's going to be there? He'll be there. <laughs> I just talked to him. <laughs> So that's how I started booking uh, kind of little satellite gigs, yeah. you know, in Jersey and Connecticut and Long Island. That would be uh, a great idea for a TV show, you know, I guess. That's my, that's my life. Yeah. It's not an idea. Uh, it no, actually happened. You know, but like, you know, it, it could be like based on an idea of Alan Havey, you know what I mean? Just like... Well, what if you're a producer? Alan! It would go in right? my book. Yeah, that's Oh, what now I'm you're producing me. Jeez, thanks for <laughs> you. You sound like a fucking civilian. Hey, you ever think of getting on those sitcoms? <laughs> You know, they, where they pay you 70 grand a week. You ever think of that? No. <laughs> never have. No, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. that, that would be a great idea Well, for it's, you. it's 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 not an idea. It happens. Yeah, That's yeah. part of how I hustled I, in this business. I wish I was, I was... And I didn't plan it. It just dawned on me. Yeah. The guy uh, the guy called me. go, oh, well, here here's an opportunity. The door opened. It wasn't like, oh, good, I'm answering phones to the improv. Now I can book myself. <laughs> you know? I happened to be there all alone, so yeah. nobody heard me. Right. You know. But did you ever get caught or no? Eventually, a, a booker found out, but he liked it because I had moxie. Yeah. You ever hear that word? Yeah, yeah. And that kid's got moxie, sure. That's a compliment. And, right? and, and yeah, and, and yeah. I did a good job. Yeah. I didn't go up there and, like, fucking bomb. Yeah. You yeah. know, I knew I had, the I talent. could do the, well, talent. Talent's the last fucking thing. But what? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Let me, uh, let Back me in those days? Any day. Oh. Talent is the last thing. Okay. It's work, perseverance, luck, and talent. Okay. I worked hard, got into the club. I got lucky because a guy called, and then I was able to deliver with a little bit of talent. But the harder you work, the more you persevere, it, it gets you luck, and then it, your talent grows oh. with experience. That's it, awesome. Well, that's just my... It's not... Other people have that theory. Yeah. The talent is overrated, or if you ever read Outliers, mm -hmm. it's basically people with 10,000 hours, mm -hmm. that's where that mm -hmm. came from. Yeah. And I, I subscribe to that way of thinking. A lot of people think I have the theory of how to annoy yourself to the top. 
Well, you've annoyed yourself into my home, <laughs> but we're not at the top. <laughs> Although yeah. this might seem like a palace to yeah. a single guy. Yeah, yeah. In my mind, I think this is the top. I'm interviewing, having a good conversation mm -hmm. with one of my heroes, and then Alan and Lee then drinking your water. And supporting you, and, and, yeah. and you're talking about yourself. Yeah. That's all right. You know, you do you want to know why I have a sidekick? Uh, I'd like to know myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Alan just... Can I get you more water, Alan? No, I'm okay. I'm you okay. sure? I, I, I'm, 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 I have the buzz already. He gets you're, the water and never you're comes you're back. Hey, camel. guys, your hour's done. <laughs> but no, I have it because um, mm -hmm. I, I have a form of autism uh, called Asperger's Syndrome, so like it's very hard for me uh, to talk to people. I'm so. Yeah, so I have my my best friend with me. So and now, how did you guys meet? Comedy. Okay, you're a comedian too. That tried to be. Yeah. And how long you've been at it, Alan? Too long. Well, no, I've been I've been at it on and on for I like to say, ten years. But okay, that's not I mean, too long though. Keith, no, it's not. Is it? Yeah, Thank about you. fourteen years. Okay, but I've only been good, honestly, for about three. Okay. So you know, um, I think like. You know, when people say, oh, you've been doing it for 14 years, it's like, no, I struggled hard for 10 years at least, you know what I mean? Where I didn't know if I was good. I'm, I'm renowned in the open mic world, so yeah. I, I tell my Here mother, in L.A.? Yes. Yeah. I tell that to my mother when she screams at them. You've been doing comedy for 30 plus years. Yeah, like, yeah as a, being paid this year, it'll be as a professional, which I think, you know, I've been able to make a living at it. 37 years. Wow. But at the beginning, it was, you know, eking out a living, hustling, which I'm still doing. Yeah. You know, uh, but knock on wood, you know, things have worked out. I, I worked hard. And like I said, in the 80s, if you had 15, 20 minutes, that was okay, you could get work. Yeah. So I was able to earn while I learned. Yeah. That's a Michael Douglas, uh, I think his father, Kirk Douglas, told him that, earn while you learn. Yeah. You know, it's like just because you get an acting job. Like he was on the streets of San Francisco with mm -hmm. Carl Malden. Mm -hmm. He learned a lot from Carl Malden. Mm -hmm. You know, just because he got the job didn't mean he knew what he was doing in every aspect of acting. Yeah. And it's always a process. We're learning about stand-up. It's like yoga. They say you practice yoga or practice meditation. Stand-up, you're still practicing. You're working, but you're still learning. You're always learning. To this day, I'm learning. Yeah, and that that's actually very inspirational to hear because you're one of my heroes and you're a national headliner. You've been doing it for 30 plus and the fact that you're still learning the art and stuff, like that's just incredible. Yeah, it's, it's I would have been surprised if I was a young guy and just, you're always going to be learning. Like, what? You know, because I had in my mind, oh, once I get there, then I'm set. Yeah. That never happens. Yeah. Who, when you, when during the bloom, who were the comics that you oh, grew, grew with? Like you did shows with a lot. Uh, Don Marrera, John Mendoza. Oh, John Mendoza. And uh, I love John, John Mendoza. Heyman, Lou DiMaggio, Charles Zucker. Uh, God, that's the funniest thing. Um, and then I saw a lot of guys come into it, like John Stewart, Chris Rock. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I saw Chappelle when he first came to New York when he was a teenager. Yeah. You know, so I, I've really been around like Carol Weaver. Mm -hmm. I just worked with Elaine Boozler, who started before me. Yeah. But I was in Israel a couple of years ago. Worked with her. Never really saw her work live. And she was, I mean, she's been at it longer than me. She's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Speaking of John Stewart, he said that uh, you had one of the best sets he's ever seen at the cellar. Oh, the New Year's Eve thing? Yeah. Yeah. Like that no, I think it was, it was uh, I w walked into a headwind, as he put it. Yeah. Because like, the crowd was chaos. And after a couple minutes, I got him focused and stuff. Yeah. So you you know it's like com combat, you know battle. Sometimes you got to go up there and fight. And yeah. It was probably one of those situations where the I don't I kind of remember that night, but it was really nice of him to uh, to mention that. I'm, I'm glad I made an impression. I hope the kid makes it. You know, John Stewart. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah, but uh, thank God I was around to inspire him. <laughs> Because you'd be lost without me. Yeah. But uh, do you remember who you had to follow? Because the guy... No, it was, well, it was midnight. So it oh, was, okay. it was uh, the first set after midnight, wow. which is the toughest New set on New Year's Eve. Eve. Yeah, Yeah, because everyone's like, Happy New Year, right? Exactly. Yeah, excellent. Keith, I don't know if you have Asperger's, but you picked up on that. I think you're cured, actually. You're good. You're good. I don't think Alan needs to come around and mumble behind you anymore. No, that's fine. I, 
it's like a, it, you're not part of it's like uh, you talk Alan kind of mumbles and it, it really works well here's the funny thing is like I've known this guy for 15 years and just like two years ago he comes up to me and he's like hey I, I think I have Asperger's too well I, I, like, I, thought, oh. I thought I might after watching you, and I, I went through my life. I said, "Well, why not join the crown?" I yeah. Spruce out. Well, that's very common. Especially yeah, but I would have labeled myself. I mean, if you've been diagnosed <laughs> by a professional, yeah, well, that's, that's one thing. But if you sit there, hey, you know what? I think I'm bipolar. <laughs> you know what? I think I just had a psychotic episode. No, yeah. you just lost your keys and you're pissed off. <laughs> Calm down. Everybody wants to label themselves know, know. with some kind of ailment. <laughs> I'm looking at your library. You have all these books, cool the books, like the Agency and Hitchcock. Two-hour podcast on the books. Which yeah, well, I'm I'm sixty-four. So yeah. no, I'm not, I'm not smart. I just have a lot of books. I haven't read one of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, yeah, well, that's the thing about you know uh, when you you get older, you collect more books, you read more books, and I don't like to throw books out. Although I did recently, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm going through my CDs, mm-hmm. but I, I like I like an old school book. Yeah. And I was just, like I said, I was in the UK, and I traveled from London to Cardiff and London to Birmingham by train. And to have a book on a train and look out the window, it's just so soothing. And relaxing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what soothing means? Yeah. 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 Uh, actually, you want to yeah. punctuate a word yeah. with, a, you know, with a synonym or, or an antonym. I got it. How could you have Asperger's? <laughs> See, Look at that vocabulary. <laughs> I would hang out with Alan Moore, whose vocabulary is very extensive. I haven't heard synonym and antonym since I was in seventh grade. So. Uh, but then uh, you're also in one of uh, one of the great movies, Rounders. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's a theory, uh, I don't know if this is true, but there's a theory that that movie was based on Norm MacDonald. Have you heard that? No. Oh, well. No, and I know the writers. Yeah, yeah. That's how I got in it. Oh, really? Uh, Brian Koppelman and David Levine, who wrote Rounders, many films, uh, Solitary Man, and are now the showrunners of Billions. Brian saw me at a club when he was 19. Wow. And he would come back to see me and sit up front. And so I, after the show, I said, hey, you know, kid, I mean, I was 30, he was 19. I said, here's my phone number. Call me when you want to come see a show. Sit in the back. He was in college. I figured save your money, you know, and uh, so we became friends. And then we ran into each other on the street. Yeah. And we ran into each other at Shea Stadium. So that's kind of the universe saying, maybe this guy, mm-hmm. you and this guy need to be friends or get to know each other. And I did. And it's been a very valuable friendship. Yeah. Uh, more so, I mean, he's, <clears throat> listen, he got me working rounders and other stuff. He's, and after Mad Men, he didn't need an excuse to get me on Billions. You know, I had to audition like three or four times for different parts. He and David found a a great part for me. And uh, that's great. I mean, I love getting work. But those two guys, especially, well, Brian and I'm closer to, um, have really helped me as friends. Yeah. You know, like through periods of my life. So he's become this young friend. It was kind of fun to hang out. And now he's become, in many ways, a mentor. Because Brian is uh, a really curious guy. Brian and David, they're very, they, they've known each other since they were 15, so they're, they're just on sync with each other, and they're their own person. But I think, uh, I think Billions is terrific. It's good to be on a good show, yeah. especially when your friends uh, are enjoying that success. You know? Well, I loved Mad Men, too. Like yeah, that. Mad Men. I didn't awesome. know Matt Weiner. Yeah. I didn't meet him. Yeah, that was, uh, well, I'll tell you something now. Okay, Mad Men season six, mm-hmm. I made two appearances. And then the storyline went where they had to get rid of Draper from the agency. Right. So they had me come back and re-audition to get me the part. They wanted to make sure, Matt Weiner wanted to make sure that I could handle more than a page of dialogue. Right. So I, that, if I had blown that, I, I, it would have been fucking insane. Yeah. So I couldn't tell anybody, you know, the, the, you signed a non-disclosure. So I couldn't tell anybody. But you can okay. tell people now, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Excellent. They can't erase me. They can't come by, hey, hey, you spilled the beans. So <laughs> I don't I, want to get you in trouble. I was, but I knew I could get the part. I knew the part was perfect for me. But I was so nervous. I had trouble walking that morning. I walked up to, I, I, I drove to Starbucks. I couldn't walk. I, the stress, I started, like, tears in my eyes. I was, like, so fucking stressed out. So I called Brian yeah. and David. 
and they talked to me for two minutes. And they, they kept their word. They didn't tell anybody. They're, they're stand-up guys. They talked to me for two minutes. When I hung up the phone, I was fine. Wow. I was focused. Beautiful. I went into that audition. If it hadn't been for their advice, I wouldn't have gotten on Mad Men. Yeah. That's, and, and I can say that now. Yeah. So that's where their expertise, their wisdom, their value paid off. More than any job they could give me is their advice. And they knew me because Brian had known me practically my whole career. Yeah. So they were able to talk to me in a way, very economically and succinctly, mm -hmm. that focused me and gave me the confidence I needed. I'm actually very glad to hear that story because uh, uh, that's something I do. I call people who, you know, where I'm like stressing out and stuff. And I'm not giving you Brian and David's number. <laughs> no. It's not happening. You're no. working me. I know you are, no. you prick. No. <laughs> no, but like, I, I, no, I, it's nice well, to know that other people do that too because I always no. thought I was well, weird. But the thing is, and especially Matt Weiner was very adamant I didn't, uh, that we, we don't tell anybody because that was the market value of the show that... Mm -hmm. The plot line never got out. Right. You know, so I respected that and it made me focus more. So during the whole run of the season seven, when I, like, for eight months, I couldn't tell anybody. Yeah. I like, except my wife. Yeah. And people kept saying, hey, you're going to be back on Mad Men because it looked like I was. But I said, I haven't heard anything. Mm -hmm. yeah. And this is why I was going down, down shooting. And then after they did my hair at the end of the day, I would put water and comb my hair back because. Any, any of my friends saw me with the hair. They know. They, yes, they would know. Right. So it was kind of like being a secret agent. I had this oh, other life. Yeah. But it focused me more. Wow. Yeah. You know, so it was, it was, God, Matt, just doing that show was so much fun and so exciting. And I grew as an actor. The cast, the crew, was the, the direction was clear. The writing was solid. You know, it was just a great experience. Yeah. And it was my favorite show at the time. Right. So yeah. I told this to John Slatter. It was a number one show at the time, too. Well, I don't know if it was number one in ratings, but it was the hottest show, hot. and yeah. especially in the industry. Yeah. Industry people liked it. But what helped me get on that show was my appearance on Louie. Louie. Yeah. yeah. Louis C.K. show. Yeah. Yeah. And for the folks at home, you know, like... The folks at home? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's not at home? No, but that's what I'm saying. I'm at home. You're the only two that aren't at home. True. No, but like, if you say Louis, people might think Louis Anderson, Anderson. Louis, you know, Anderson. so you got to, yeah, yeah, so like Louis C. Yeah, the Louis show. Now you talk about luck. I'd known Louis for years. He, he knew who I was. And people could say, hey, you should be on Louis. You should talk to Louis. I go, relax. If Louis wants me on the show, he'll find his part and... He called me and said, hey, I want you to do this part on the show now. I want to let you know I wrote it for this other comedian, but he can't do it. Mm -hmm. So that's where luck comes in. Right. That's something. So I said, yeah, sure. So I read it. I go, yeah, I'd love to do it. And that appearance on the show, I did. I played myself. I did stand-up and I did a little acting, which was a great showcase. Because, again, the industry, especially casting directors, producers, writers, watched Louie because it was so different. Right. So that helped me enormously. I got more auditions after that. I got more parts. And then after Mad Men, some of the writer-producers on the show said, they asked me about the show, Louie. Yeah. So you could tell. Now, if you go back and watch me on Louie, I have a, I'm wearing a cardigan sweater, mm -hmm. and I comb my hair a little bit to the side, which I never do. Mm -hmm. It was like, in case the Mad Men people see this show, oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dress up with a kind of a flavor of an old school guy. Right. Then that's what the cardigan was. Wow. So and and I'm not saying that's what did it, but but there's that's some that's a little icing on the cake. Right? I guess. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. What are the like don't you think the odds are so incredible that uh he called an Alan Havy before he called you? What do you mean? Because you said that uh that was a bad joke. Uh, because he said he wrote it for another comedian. Yeah, he wrote it for another comedian. Yeah, so he called. It, yeah, but he called. But the other comedian dropped out. Then he called me. It uh, was an attempted humor. Yeah, I was he, trying to make him out. Switch with the name. That, yeah, like that, there's two the Alan Havies. No, well yeah. there there is there another Alan Havy. He's a lawyer in Chicago. Oh, uh, yeah. What are the odds he said no and then he called you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's well, that's diagramming a joke. You could maybe sit down with Alan later and yeah, well, just kind of work that out. Don't cut this part out no, because you're so vulnerable. I'm going to get a, a healthy diet soda. You guys want some? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'll take a healthy diet soda. Really? Fuck. 
Look how they're playing. They're five bucks a six pack. You know? <laughs> oh, God. I'm leaving that in. <laughs> well, I love this. I tell you, what a, what is a beautiful home. He's right. If you're a single guy and you see this. He's not single. Well, if you are single, oh, and I oh. said that, and you see this, oh. you're blown away. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, sometimes you're, I've got to. Yeah, I think you should take that baseball bat and just hit me in the head. Oh, no, I should be standing here when he comes in with a baseball bat. No, no, don't you know, do that. What? That'd be funny. It'd be like, like, I, was, not be like funny? I was a criminal. Like I was a criminal. No, no. And that, and that, I, that you snuck a criminal no, into his that would home. not be funny. That would be weird, but it would kind of be weird. No, no. So, uh, we were uh, this premise. Uh, another can, no can. Uh, uh, or you can finish the, the water. And sure, look at this. We purchased the glass. Yes, that's beautiful. I got you. I got Love Stevia. Is that it's Zevia. Zevia. Sweden was Stevia. Zevia, excuse me. Excuse me, Zevia. You know, when you come from different cultures, your English, you know, it's weird. You know, you know, where, are you, where are you from? Well, it's, it's a very interesting story that I can tell you for yourself. See, I, my mother is from Havana, Cuba, uh. Cuba. And my father is from Canton, China, the river city, the pirate city. Oh, wow. And I, they met in New York City, and I was born in New York City. And I'm not even a communist. Get it, I'll tell you something. Yeah, I got it. Okay, I know the history in China. Canton. What year were you born in Havana? Be, or New, New York? York. New York. You know, I'm, I'm like your uh, your dad. No, no. How old are you? Yeah. Or you don't want to say. He doesn't okay. want to say. All right. Okay. No, I respect yeah. that. I think he said 94. No, no, never mind. Stop. You know, Keith, all you all don't all give up. Little oh, little this is your best friend. This is great. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that wonderful? What a prick. <laughs> Between you and I. Wait, what? <laughs> don't whisper in my ear. Go sit funny. down. <laughs> That's as close as I've been to a man since uh, theater school. <laughs> And that was an ambition. I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> we could have just paused it. You could have told him after the show. Let's move on. This is getting... I'm, I'm getting stressed like he is. Okay. I, I'm just going to... Well, like he, I'm not stressed. I'm no, not, I mean, I'm seeing the story where you got stressed. I'm starting to get... Yeah. To the level. See, look, I'm tearing Well, up that was a huge crazy. audition. It was my favorite show. Oh, it is. I told you, a Slattery, uh, John Slattery, I go, I, I could have been five years old and Jackie Gleason could have come up to me and said, how would you like to be on The Honeymooners? Oh. I couldn't have been more excited. Wow. Because yeah. my wife and I love that show. Yeah. I was I was born in 54, so I was kind mm -hmm. of Sally's age, mm -hmm. the character on the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And uh, it just, that show, not only because it was well-written and, and fascinating, yeah. but I remember that era. I wasn't in New York at the time, but, but I remember that time. Yeah. And it really just hit my soul. Yeah. So uh, I'm a huge Mad Men fan. Yeah. So when you get a fan oh. of a show, and then you get to go on the show. Wow. That's even know? better. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a beautiful show. Yeah. I mean, the, the clothing. You know, I got to ask him a question if I want to. Yeah, yeah. You know, the clothing. Yeah, you're the co-host. Pull your chair <laughs> up so they can hear you. Yeah. The clothing is just spectacular from that period. And uh, do you ever get to keep something you like? Uh, this is yeah, not, not the clothes, but... Uh, a couple of friends, uh, yeah. they had a sure an auction, so they bought me a couple of ties I wore. Beautiful. Oh, on the show, and I got a tie class, and the chair that Alan is sitting in was my chair in the office. Ah, my oh, wife, nice. My wife bought that for me uh, when they had the auction. Ah, wow, nice. that's yeah. very cool. Yeah, and so when she put it up, she goes, "Wow, you must be a big fan of uh, that character." She goes, "Yeah, I am." It was, you know, she didn't say it was her husband. <laughs> But it was a beautiful gift because my wife loved the show. So yeah. she got a few things. She got Sally's clock. Mm, wow. She got Joan's uh, table. I Ooh, mean, she was nice. she was uh, just online going, okay, I want this and this and this. But that was a, a great gift. Yeah. yeah. So I'll always have that. Don't spill any Diet Zero or whatever yeah, it's on the it's chair, it's man. Zero, zero is what you It's drink. sentimental value now. That's poison you drink. Uh -huh. Zero. I just love this awkwardness between Alan and Alan. Yeah, but don't let dead air. No, dead air. No, Please, no. Wait, you're waiting for your life. No, no. I actually have a very serious question. And the question is this. Uh, you've worked with Matt Damon twice. I have? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah. Actually, three times. We were on Letterman together. Oh, were we? Yeah, so... Oh. 
Thank God. Yeah. Because the first guest, he was the second guest on Letterman. This mm -hmm. is back at the beginning of his career, as you can imagine. And the first guest did two segments, oh. not funny, not interesting. So Matt goes out there, and, the crowd's, and he's, during the interview, he gets some laughs. He wakes the audience up, and he came off and go, I fucking owe you big. Oh. You know? And then I went out and had a good set. But yeah. he really woke up the crowd. But go ahead, I've worked with Matt Damon. Three times. Yes. Three times. And uh, so, like, uh, you guys, you know, you worked with him three times, so you guys are friends, right? No. No, not friends. No, we're, oh. we're friendly. Oh, friendly. Yeah, so uh, it, we're show business friendly. Yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah. He loves stand-up, um, but we're not friend-friends. Oh. Okay. I don't call him on his birthday. Oh, okay. Or when he comes out that way, he goes, hey, hey, if I'm here, let's let's do something. Yeah, that's uh, a misconception. If you work with somebody, you're immediately friends. Yeah, yeah. So I would never... I love the guy. I, he's couldn't be nicer, down to earth, and most of what people consider big stars, which Matt Damon is, yeah, um, are are you know just regular people. Yeah, you yeah. Know? He loves stand up though. Has he yeah. ever seen you do stand up? I don't probably on TV, but I don't think he was in the room when I was there. Oh. But he and Ben Affleck when he, they were working on. Uh, their first movie, the one oh, Goodwill Oscar. No, Goodwill Honey. Goodwill Good, 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 Honey. He used to go to the improv a lot yeah. in Hollywood and, and watch comedians. Oh, so he saw you at the improv. He might have. I, oh. I don't. You know, he never said that. Oh. But uh, great actor to work with. Uh, you know, I've hung out with him a little bit, at, you know, at parties and stuff. Uh, just a fun guy. Down to earth. Yeah. Who's the who's the person you've worked with that you like the most that is actually your friend? You know what I mean? Like, you. Thank you. This is it. Yeah, I, that was my plan. <laughs> but we've never um, worked together. We should we should change that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you know, I've worked with people like I say I'm friendly with them. I, if I see them, hey, how's it going? But I've never tried to work with anybody or I, mean, I never said to John Ham, hey, you know. Yeah. We're both from St. Louis, which we are. We're Cardinal fans. Let's go to a game or something. You know, I I just. I let people kind of be who they are, and if it happens, we oh. become friends. That's the light, so we wanted to respect your time. Thank you. Yeah, so that's um, like so the So, yeah, I one. don't, uh, there's some people I know in the business that are friends, but I want to talk about them. Yeah. yeah. drop names. Yeah, you're not But it doesn't work over. like that. Hey, you yeah. get in a movie with so-and-so, uh, and then, hey, he's your buddy. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I didn't think that would work like that. Yeah. But you know, you know, uh, you know what I I see you on, I see you on a Better Call Sal. You know, I, I could see you on that show. Really? Yeah. Like, okay. You one of the attorneys? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'd love to get on that. Yeah. I love that show. That's a great show. I love Breaking like Bad. Yeah. You know, I know a comedian uh, that auditioned for Breaking Bad five times, and for different parts he couldn't get, and he never got one part. Alan Hayley? No. Oh. That would be that would be hard. Yeah, you never auditioned for Breaking Bad. No. Oh my God. Well, I was on I was on Mad Men. Oh, and you probably couldn't, right? Because... Well, I don't know. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I couldn't. That's yeah. no. Yeah. It's just listen. It's hard to get on these shows. Yeah. It's hard to get in the door. Yeah. You know what? Alone, get a part. Yeah. I'm just so thankful I, I was able to get in the door on Mad Men, and the informant. You know, Brian and David, who knows uh, Steven Soderbergh. Said you have to audition Havy. They were they're big champions of mine. So that Soderbergh told me, uh, you know, you these guys really got in my ear about you. Yeah. I said, is that how I got the part? He goes, no, your your audition was good. But so those, if you have one friend like that in the business, it's great. I have two. Yeah. You know, Brian Koppelman and David Levine have been like angels. Yeah. You know. And that's awesome because now I have one with you. No. Oh. <laughs> We're not friends, see? Because you did a podcast. You're a nice guy. I wish you the best of luck. Oh. It's Asperger's thing. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Believing these yeah, yeah. But like, I, 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 I know people that have worked, tried to work people. I've watched it happen. Yeah. You know, I saw an actor on set to say to the producer, you know, where do you live? I, I live there. we got to get... Uh, Together for lunch one day, <laughs> and we're just like, yeah, we're right now we're shooting a movie, so yeah. one day never happens. Yeah, and well, I know guys who have really made it you know, as far as they become famous, and then they run into comedians they've known for years and go, yeah, we gotta have lunch. You know, well, we never had lunch when we knew each other. Why, you know, why would we have lunch now? Yeah, it's like have your people call my people. We're like, ah, don't you know? <laughs> it's, it's good to see you. 
Yeah, 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 and that's it. Yeah, I, I was just blasting around. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Oh, okay. So okay. was I. Oh, all right. awesome. Oh, <laughs> he's yeah. terrible at this. Well, where can the folks at home find you on social media, website? I'm on Facebook. Facebook. If they want to send me a message, alanhavy.com. Uh-huh. You can always get a hold of me through that. Uh, I, I was on Twitter for a while. I, I kind of don't pay attention to that. I have an Instagram account that keeps growing. I haven't done anything. I'm not... Social media envy. Well, here's what, and I've been reading about this lately. The cell phone uh-huh. uh, really hurts your health. Because it does, it, yeah. It uh, and I don't. Jeez, I just read the article yesterday. It emits, but it does certain things chemically. Mm-hmm. I mean, cortisol. It produces cortisol in your brain, which stresses you out, mm-hmm. which lowers your immune system. Um, there's a couple other things. It gives that, you breasts. What? It can give you breasts. Is that isn't that the? It can the, give you breasts. It goes against the male. Yeah, I know a guy who's on the cell phone all the time. The tits on him. <laughs> what are you talking about? Gives you breasts. I thought, I thought it was that somewhere. It's this chemical that goes against the male hormone as you get older. Okay. And well, anyway, <laughs> it, it's not good for your health. So, if you're on Twitter, if you're on no, Instagram, sure. you're going to be on that phone a lot. lot more. Right. You know. So I, I kind of keep my cell phone at arm's length. Yeah. Literally, and mm-hmm. and then I won't bring it. Yeah. I, I'll leave it at home sometimes. I'm thinking about deleting all my social media because I'm scared of getting huge breasts. Look, you already look, have. Look, you have. You're going to start. Yeah, you have big tits. Remember, you're a fat guy. I told you. You developed them during the tetherball tournament. That's right. Of 1987. Yeah, but he's very He's very health conscious. You see, he's got the Zevia. Yeah, but I, you know, I still eat unhealthy in a lot of ways. But I try to, because I love Diet Coke, so I buy this just kind of offset. Last my wife is she keeps me in line with health. She goes, You should eat this and you know, why don't you have more of this? Here, I made some spinach. Yeah. So she's good. She wants to keep me around, which is a good sign. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. I have one last question for you, Anna. Thank That's God. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let me take a deep breath and just enjoy this moment. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so say if you get like what is a place where you go out on the road, just a, like what's a typical a plus Allen Havy meal. Like you can't go wrong. Oh, meal? Meal, yeah. Uh, a good piece of fish. Good piece of fish. Uh, a, 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 a good steak. Yeah. I, you know what I love is falafel. Oh, I what's really that? I love a good falafel. Oh, those are delicious. Is that yeah. like fish? It's or a chickpea fried in little balls. They put it in the pita. It's, it's uh, Middle Eastern. Oh, okay. put old tahini sauce oh, on that. Delicious. Yeah. I tell you, when I sit down, I made myself. Uh, Sunday bacon and eggs with a bagel that I got at the New York Bagel and Deli in Wilshire, the best place to get bagels out here. Yeah. Made myself bacon and eggs and a bagel with uh, cream cheese and chives. Mm-hmm. I sat down. Yeah. I was in heaven. Yeah. Oh, wow. If it's well made, if it's a sandwich, if it's a you know seven course meal, I don't have seven course meals. Yeah. But I just got back from uh, Berlin. Wow. And I had some. One day I had some schnitzel, which is kind of a fried pork, and then. There was these uh, cream mushrooms and then these fried sliced potatoes. Mm. Oh my God, it was incredible. So I don't have one favorite thing. Uh, The sandwich, um, cream cheese, bagel, a sesame bagel, toasted cream cheese, lox, and a thin slice of onion. I'm in fucking heaven. Awesome. Because I needed to know that so when we go to lunch I could take it. Yeah, because it's usually burger and fries. (laughs) But you've had a Cuban sandwich, right? Oh, yeah. Love a Cuban sandwich. Oh. Because I was raised in Miami. So I went to the... Vers- Did you ever go to Versailles in Miami? I, oh, they have them out here. Here. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I just stopped in Versailles last week and had their oh, half yes. chicken with... Yeah. No, the one in... Uh, on La Cienega. Wow. Oh, that one. That black one beans and rice. Oh, black fried beans and rice. Pork. Yeah, Great stuff. Yeah. Wow. So I like Cuban. I like Chinese. Oh. The only thing I don't like... It, I'm not a big sushi fan. No. No, I don't like sushi either. Yeah. They say it's healthy for you, but I find it disgusting. I've had high-end sushi. It's pretty damn good, though. Oh, is it? Yeah. All right. Well, I got to, like, uh, pause this. You're going to to say goodbye? Yeah, we're going to say goodbye, but I just want to make sure it was recording because I have a habit of, like, accidentally pressing pause. Yeah, if you get home and this doesn't fly, (laughs) that's it. That's it. It's over. (laughs) No, no, I know. know. It's my excuse to see people. I'm going to be like, hey, here's your fish sandwich. 
No? Bad joke? All right. No, not a bad joke. No. Just, oh. just, a, Terrible. just an evil thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's good. Well, Alan, oh, th- great. We're wrapping this there up. You yeah, we are wrapping this up. Um, I wanted to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for doing you're this. Welcome. You're very and, welcome. And and for, uh, thanks for asking me. And, yeah. uh, you're, you've been a gentleman, and I wish you the best with your career. Awesome. Thank and, you. And so uh, thanks, thanks for uh, choosing me. Yeah. And then next time when we, when we have you on, we'll get lunch. No. No. No, this is it. I've already already spilled my guts to you. What? You want to pick on the bones? No, I just... uh, My bones. All right. Well, thank you so much. If we ever, by chance, are in the same restaurant, just pick up the tab. Okay. Don't come over. Just wave, and that'll be it. Okay. I'll I'll do that. I'll I'll be like, yeah. yeah. And not picking up. <laughs> I am pretty no, good at that. I uh, wish you both the thank best you. of luck. Oh, thank okay. you. Well, thank you guys so much. And this is, uh, this is the end of the show. Nice if you like the house, yeah, you this was a great. Santa Monica. Yeah, if you liked it, subscribe, rate, and review, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And make sure you follow Alan Havy at www.alanhavy.com or on Facebook. On or Facebook. on Facebook, send him a message. Alan Havy. And, and go see schedule your stand-up special. Go see him live. Yeah, I have a CD I sell, but uh, watch Billions. Billions, Billions is on. Yes. We should tell the people this great is May first, twenty nineteen. May first, twenty nineteen. If you haven't, <laughs> turn that goddamn. <laughs> and if you haven't We're seen Mad Men. Mad Men, yeah. It's out there. So it's like picking up a, a fantastic novel. Yeah, and if you find the interview that you did with Tupac, let us know. Yeah. Well, oh, I believe me. I ha- I just had a guy who was a huge fan of mine uh, that I've kept in touch with, and he taped all, like practically every show, but he couldn't find it. Oh, okay. Yeah, but so. if we find it, let us know. It, so we you can know why? You know. It's better to live in people's oh, memories. Oh, right. Don't right. let us know, sh- then. It could be a <laughs> shitty interview. <laughs> <laughs> so what is this rap thing? <laughs> You carry a gun? <laughs> well, thanks, Alan. We really appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Keith. Good Thank luck. You. Thank you. Yeah. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there. www.stereo.com slash KeithRaza. And on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash KeithRaza. If you enjoyed the show, please. Send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it, and we'll rift with you again soon.